0: Hey everybody, Chuck here. Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know that recently we launched our newly refreshed site over at A Healthier Michigan. You can find the podcast and other health-related content at ahealthiermichigan.org. Now, on to the episode. Are you feeling helpless, overloaded, underappreciated? If you feel like this most of the time, you may be experiencing burnout. This is A Healthier Michigan Podcast, episode 145. And coming up, We'll discuss the effects of burnout and how to recover from them. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. This is a podcast that's dedicated to navigating how we can all improve our health and well-being through small healthy habits we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gadica, and every other week, We'll sit down with a certified expert to discuss topics that cover nutrition, fitness, and a whole lot more. And on this episode, we're diving deep into ways that we can identify and cope with burnout. With me today is Medical Director of Behavioral Health for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, Dr. Kristen Gregory. Good to see you again, doctor.
1: Good to see you too, Chuck.
0: Yeah, thanks so much. And I know, you know, you've received your medical degree in Chicago from the School of Osteopathic Medicine and then you had a residency in adult psychiatry at Henry Ford, and then you've worked with children, adolescents, so you've seen the potential for this across all age groups, right? This idea of burnout.
1: Right, all age groups and within my profession as well. It's a big thing for healthcare professionals.
0: Well, you know, some of us think of burnout as stress, and for many of us, this the other word that pops in my mind anyway is resiliency. For some of us, we relate to it as a passing thing, right? We get stressed we move on somehow, we deal with it. But if you don't find ways to minimize stress, maybe it's recurring stress, it seems like it can just keep piling up and piling up to the point where we get to that stage of calling it burnout. And we've all been through this. I mean, you know, five kids, seven grandkids, two dogs, me, my wife. I mean, there's a lot of juggling that's going on in families, friendships, business, you know, your workplace. So you can then tend, I think, to maybe not practice self-care, right? You're not thinking about yourself because you're just involved in moments or you're, you know, trying to help everybody else around you. Am I right?
1: Correct, yeah. So burnout's that state of emotional, physical, mental exhaustion, and it's caused by excessive stress and
0: prolonged stress. When the stress doesn't stop, it can lead to burnout. And so how can we move forward and not only identify burnout, so you've just given us a definition, but also start to find coping mechanisms, right? So we can find a true holistic balance in our life.
1: Well, you can do that by controlling the stress or finding ways to deal with the stress, right? So it doesn't lead to burnout, kind of attacking it before it becomes a problem. And that's about well-being, right?
0: Well, yeah. And I think we all make that a goal. You know, we can intellectually state it. But then I've got a friend of the family who says, this is my stress, what am I supposed to do? Leave the people who were causing my stress? I mean, some people feel like they're literally painted into a corner, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, when you can't escape for something, it it becomes chronic stress and it can become burnout like that. It is very difficult to make time for yourself and practice self-care.
0: So you gave us a definition of burnout, but how is that different from stress-related conditions?
1: So stress it can be either acute or chronic, right? So an acute stressor might be something like starting a new job or a move. Now when you have things that the socioeconomic issues, poverty, a, a job that you really really dislike and that goes on for a long time, that's chronic stress and then it can reach you know a height where it's burnout when you have that, you know, exhaustion. So some of the differences between stress and burnout. So if you're stressed, it might be over engagement at your job, right? But by the time you get to burnout, that'd be characterized by disengagement, where you're just so fried that you know you're you're not taking on new tasks. And instead of having these heightened emotions like you do when you're stressed, your emotions might be blunted and. If you're stressed you might have lower energy but if you're burned out you have lost some motivation ideals and hope like you had mentioned john earlier
0: well you mentioned poverty it's interesting because immediately when you said that i flash back and i don't remember the statistics someone said you would be amazed at how many children and families in southeast michigan go to sleep on the floor at night they don't have a mattress you know you think of helping people around you in the best way you can and you never think that, well, they need to get better sleep so they're not stressed all the time or and they're underperforming at school. So it just hits me that when you say that, if you're not getting good sleep for any reason, that can have a cascade effect, right, that goes into burnout and beyond. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So how do we self-evaluate? What are the ways that we should start thinking? I mean, I, I think I've probably said it. Maybe you have and other people, and I've witnessed it. People are kind of operating like a robot you know, this low energy, I'm just going to work, I'm just punching the clock, I'm going to go. But yet that can happen in other walks of life outside of your job. So how do we start to self-evaluate that we are entering into chronic stress, which could lead to burnout?
1: I think we have to, you know, look at your symptoms. And, you know, if you're starting to feel down or depressed, or if you're starting to feel those, you know, symptoms of hopelessness, if you're having insomnia, if you Take an inventory, and you're like, this year, this time, you know, I found myself drinking more or being more irritable with those that are close to me. Whereas last time at this same time of the year, it wasn't like that. Then it's a good time to to sit down and and see what the difference is. You know, like you said, there's certain things that you can't necessarily change, right? You know, poverty. But there are resources available for people that can help. There's definitely resources, you know, to talk to people, because how you view a situation when you look at it, you might view it as hopeless. And sometimes what it takes is talking about it with somebody else, um, and reframing, you know, what's going on, and giving you some of your power back. You know, what are some things I can do to change, you know, my day to day where are some you know free assistance that I can find?
0: Yeah, and are you talking about, when you say talk to people, are you talking about a professional, a clinical professional, or even talking to friends? And... Yeah,
1: even talking to friends, because if you were to tell me a story, Chuck, it my take on it and what you could do might be different than things that you had thought about as an option, right? And even your friends can offer to, you know, help you get your mind off of things or help to be a motivator, So one of the things that can help with stress is exercise, right? So maybe your friend and you decide that you're going to go for a walk in the morning uh, with your dogs every morning and it kind of gets your mind off of the other stress and starts you, you know, being out in the neighborhood, noticing things around you and being able to practice those mindfulness skills. Cause otherwise we get inside our own minds. It's like on a hamster wheel over and over and over, and we can't get off. So sometimes we need somebody else to give us a hand to pull us off the hamster wheel and do something differently.
0: Yeah, I love that idea because, you know, we've seen it with diets or lifestyle changes. It's known now, but, you know, this idea of each of us having an ability to be an influencer in somebody else's life, you know, to be helpful. And it may just be, hey, let's take the dogs for a walk every morning. Or, you know, I go to the gym at... uh, 4.30 in the afternoon after work, would you like to join me? You know, those kinds of things that seem pretty natural and the point of entry is not expensive at all, maybe, and it really can be helpful.
1: Right, and then it helps, you know, you and the other person be accountable, right?
0: Yeah. For many, this idea of getting into burnout and then withdrawing doesn't even offer them that opportunity of trying to find help from their circle of friends. So then what?
1: So then it might be time to, you know, look into professional health, be it, you know, with a counselor or even if it's, you know, related to your job. If you have a good EAP, they can offer, you know, a lot of assistance
0: too. EAP is what?
1: Employee Assistance Program at People's Work. Okay. They can offer all kinds of, you know, from short-term therapy sessions to kind of, you know, bridging the gap between you and your supervisor slash leader. But a lot of times, you know, I think as the job, you could really change the narrative by being open with your own experiences and, and looking into that and basically saying, it's okay to not be okay. You know, it's okay to ask for help.
0: When you're looking to put distance between yourself and the stressors that you have in your life, what is your suggestion for This may not involve family therapy or therapists at all, but what is your suggestion of how honest you need to be, especially when those stressors are other people and their behaviors? Do you need to say, I'm trying to be better? I need you to stop what you're doing. You know, what do you do when you need to deal with them? Because just getting in your car and driving away, I suppose, could be helpful. But at what point, in all truth, you know, we all have that option of being honest or polite and when it comes to now it's affecting you dramatically, what is your suggestion of how we put distance between us and the stressor?
1: I think that, you know, you can put up boundaries and still be polite, you know? Uh, You could say something like, you know, I'm really, you know, trying to work on myself or, you know, reduce my own stress, so I wanna be there for you, but we're gonna have to table this for the time being. And I think a lot of times we get in our head that, you know, in order to be a good person, you you have to take this all on. But, you know, sometimes self-care is being a little selfish, and that's okay, because, you know, you're not going to be able to help anybody else if you're feeling all these things inside, so... It's a difficult thing to do, and I think it takes a lot of practice as well to set those boundaries. And, you know, when I've seen people set boundaries, because you have people set boundaries with me too, it didn't upset me. I wasn't mad at them. I I was like, wow, that was a very effective way to do that, to say, you know, I have a meeting now, and, you know, I'd be glad to talk with you about this, you know, this time, but I can't do it right now.
0: Well, that's a very difficult position to be in because you are uh, many times the stressors in your life could be people or things immediately around you, right? Like your job. And we we're talking about these things that are, are inanimate, but they can still be stressors. And it would seem like once you're into a deep period of burnout, that can also manifest itself physically as well, right? Not just a mental health issue, ulcer or who knows what, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So chronic stress, because stress influences cortisol levels. So Higher than normal cortisol levels over time can affect your physical health as well. It can affect, you know, your blood pressure. It can affect your GI symptoms. You can have, you know, chronic stomach aches, chronic headaches, problems, you know, managing your diabetes if you have diabetes.
0: When you're in the throes of what you've classified by your definition as burnout how long can it take to recover from that? I know it's gonna be based on context, but I'm going to assume that we need to be patient with ourselves, right? That this may not be fixed by, you know, tomorrow.
1: Right, yeah, I would say that if it's a problem that's been, you know, going on for months or years, then it's probably not gonna resolve in two to three days. But taking those little steps, you can have little improvements and, you know, over the period of a week, maybe you notice a little change and maybe, you know, the little changes that you're able to take time for self-care. You were able to say no to people that asked you to do stuff appropriately. And so maybe, you know, that's the change and incrementally over time, those little changes add up. They're additive.
0: And those little changes may have to be things that you attack in various points of your life. You know, I'm thinking just as we've started talking here on this podcast. So if you're saying that stress can lead to burnout, burnout can lead to withdrawing and other practices. Maybe you now start overeating. Maybe you undereat, right? Maybe you don't sleep as well. There are so many places these points of light can pop up in your life where not only do you have to be patient about removing the stressors, but they may have those stressors may have affected other places in your life that you need to take stock in.
1: Right, exactly. And I think, you know, some of the little things that you do, you might feel an immediate boost from if you stop and, and think about it. So maybe if you went for a walk, you know, you felt a sense of relief, at least, you know, for that 15 minutes. But I think people tend to get discouraged because of the walks over and all this stuff is going on. But you had that 15 minute reprieve. So what it's teaching you is that there is hope, right? And that you can have longer and longer reprieves, you know, from it. I'm not insinuating you should go for a walk for 24 hours, but (laughs) but little (laughs) things do, you know, add up. And if you look at it as opposed to glass being half empty, you know, yes, I'm still stressed, but you know, I did feel better, you know, for 15 minutes when I did this today. So maybe if I do other things like that, then that will continue to be additive and continue to make me feel better overall.
0: Yeah, and we've done so many great podcast episodes with experts that have encouraged us that movement, you know, we're talking about going for a walk and this episode's going to drop and the weather's changing and all of a sudden, hey, you know, it comes around every year, winter's here. But we've got so many ways to either walk in our workplace or walk while we're on a call, a business call or otherwise at home if that's where you're working from. So I want to encourage everybody and, uh, you know, myself, that this idea of movement doesn't necessarily mean we have to go out in the middle of an ice storm. You could if you're inclined, you know, I guess. But the
1: Physical movement really resets you. I mean, yeah. if I'm on a work call and, I, and I'm stressed, sometimes, you know, I'll do squats or I'll do jumping jacks.
0: No kidding. Or yeah. some
1: kind of, yeah, physical thing to kind of reset and not be all in my head anymore. Um, and it really gets me, you know, focused on my muscle memory, muscle movement, as opposed to, oh, you know, I do squats all the time. you <laughs> are bad
0: meeting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And nobody is the wiser on the other end of the call, right? They don't what, know.
1: Where, yeah, because it's not a video call. But right, right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, that's interesting. And, you know, this other, there's a quote that I, and I'm, I'm probably going to mess it up, and I've seen it before, and I think it's so profound. I think it's Anne Lamont, who's a author. And she says, everything will still function after it's been unplugged and you plug it back in. The analogy is kind of like a vacuum cleaner. If you unplug it, guess what? Tomorrow it'll still work when you plug it back in. And the same I think of myself and others around me. It'll you know, if you unplug for a day and just practice a little self care and do things that are good for you, you'll work again tomorrow when you plug back in, you know. Just find some way to bring it all down.
1: Right to notice something different than what you're you know focused on you know whether it be I'm looking outside the window right now and the leaves are they're really pretty orange and yellow and just to focus on something and kind of describe that in your own mind too can get you from stopping you know whatever the intrusive thoughts you're having and intrusive worries.
0: So when you suggest that, it's almost because you're the doctor, you're writing a prescription, look at the leaves, right? But are you classifying that as something you do that's like practicing gratitude? Is it a combination of something more complicated, even though it seems like a simple practice?
1: I think it's more mindfulness. I think it's mindfulness. I mean, you could look at it as gratitude. You can look at the things that you had gratitude for, but I think You know, sometimes just noticing things and and noticing beauty or wherever it might be can really get you out of your own headspace. So
0: go back for us, if you will, anything else you haven't discussed yet. What steps should someone take if they're seeking help now, whether it's in their circle or going wider to professionals, in trying to get help and support for burnout?
1: think being finding somebody that you can trust um, if you're you know you're going to go to reach out to your friends you can use internet sources find out more information behavioral health websites NAMI SAMHSA even the CDC has things on stress and burnout just to get more you know information as you might want to see is this what's going on with me is this what I'm having and you know kind of take an inventory. What do we think might be causing it? What are the things that I can do to address it, short-term, long-term? And then, you know, make a plan. And maybe part of the plan is, you know, reaching out to a therapist. Maybe part of the plan is working on sleep hygiene and, um, you know, making sure that you go to bed, there's a regular hours, so you're not tired the next day. Work on, you know, mindfulness and relaxation exercises. It'll all be, you know, part of a plan, but start small. Don't have this overarching, I'm going to be better by X day, but to really kind of break it down into little pieces.
0: That idea of starting small, just starting something, if you don't start it, you can't begin it. I mean, it seems like it's such a simple idea, but you know, sometimes just putting the one foot in front of the other, whether it's literally a walk.
1: You get paralyzed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You just feel like, well, I can't start. No, you can. And that, um, we've talked about this in previous episodes too, this notion of some self-grace, right? Giving yourself a little grace that, yeah, it may take a minute. It's okay. You're moving, you're going forward. So be encouraged. Well, doctor, it's good to see you. You too, Chuck. Yeah, thanks so much for all the help on this. Dr. Kristen Gregory, who is a medical director of behavioral health for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. We're glad she joined us. We're glad you've been listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like the show, you want to know more, check out our newly refreshed website online at ahealthiermichigan.org podcast. You can leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can pick us up on YouTube now. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And you can get all the new episodes, all the old episodes too, because there's so much of what we discussed today that will show up in some other episodes about holistic healing and all the rest. Check us out on your smartphone, tablet. Take us with you on your walk when you're trying to get a break. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I'm Chuck Gadica. Stay well.